Hey, and welcome back to the Deeper Waters Podcast. Once again, I'm very excited to have another fellow podcaster on today for yet another interview, the second interview of this season. So without further ado, well, I'll let the messenger of truth introduce herself. What is your name? <laughs> Hi, guys. I'm Contessa. I'm very excited to be here. I'm also not going to lie to you. I am very nervous because I've never been interviewed before. Um, so we're going to see how this goes. <laughs> She's used to being in my seat <laughs> or did it at least once. I think you I think I only saw one interview on there. Yeah, so I just started the podcast back in May. So I've only done uh, one interview so far. Um, but all the other times, it, it was just me talking to a wall for an hour. So that's what me recently. So how many nicknames do you have? I know I was I was just waiting for that because I know on the podcast, it says Tess. On Instagram, it's Tesser. And then, like, in the group chats for Upper Zoom, it's like... Yes. It's, <laughs> Tesla, it's just plain old... Tesla, Tesla. It's, yeah, so if you actually look at my personal Instagram, I said a thousand nicknames and counting. That's a little bit of um, uh, hyperbole. But, so, my real name is Contessa, but I also go by Tess or Tessa. Um, I also go by Tesla and Tesler. Because there's a song by Holvi and Big Breeze Tesla. called Tesla. Yeah, yes, I, I love that song. I love Holvi. <laughs> I love Holvi so much. But so my friends started calling me Tesla like that. Um, I'm also Tesser. I don't know if I already said that nickname. Yeah. But I'm Tesser. <laughs> and then Tesseract. Tyrannosaurus Rex had a short-lived moment in my history of nicknames. Uh, and you know, we're going to see how the next couple of years go. Cause we'll probably be like a million more on that list. So <laughs> that's awesome. So before I go too far along in this intro, can you just tell us a little bit about your podcast? Just yeah. give us a short synopsis. We'll go a little deeper, but like, just introduce yourself, I guess. Give us a little bit about your podcast, just what you do in a nutshell. I gotcha. So Messenger of Truth, um, I started it because I was, simply put, I was just really tired of sitting on all the things that God had taught me over the years, and I wanted a way of sharing it with people. I love talking about the Word. Me and my friends get into conversations about God's Word for hours, and like we basically have like preachings together. And so I wanted to kind of offer that to other people. So uh, my goal for the podcast was to create something um, that was edifying, convicting as well. And I wanted it to be something that didn't that didn't shy away from heart issues. Um, so I want people to walk away as well, uh, not only being able to address things that they might be running from, but I also want to provide tools because I know one of the worst things is like to be corrected, but then not know what to do next. Right. Like and a like, rebuke without a. <laughs> right. You're like, okay, so I'm terrible. Thanks. <laughs> like, what do I do? And be like, you're just broken. You know, there's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> no. Right. It's, it's the worst. So um, constructive. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, oh, I always hate those moments because it's like, okay, but what can I do better though? Because I don't want to stay this way. So, one of the things I really try to do every episode is to offer practical tools to help you along. And I also try to make it fun too because, like, I know I kind of like to get into things that, like I said, are heart issues. So, it can be a little like, hmm, 
you know, sometimes. But I want it to be fun, too. And I want you to feel like you're having a conversation with a friend. And I also do music recommendations because I love music. So that also tries... I also try to make it more lighthearted that way as well. So Right. That definitely was not going to be one of my last questions on this podcast. <laughs> but that's... Oh, wait. Wait, you said one of your last questions? Yes. On the... Are you so you're going to ask me for a music recommendation? Uh, I'm going to act like I didn't say that. So <laughs> It's funny because I, I actually came prepared because I okay, was kind of anticipating I like, I didn't, it. <laughs> I didn't, there's a couple questions that I didn't send you because there's some questions that I don't want you to be prepared for. <laughs> but anyways, just before we go all the way into All About You, could you just tell us what's been on your heart recently about the Bible or just the burden just biblically, mm-hmm. spiritually, that you've had in your life recently? Um, So I feel like it's like a lot of multiple subjects that like kind of come together. But um, I feel like, I think like the big idea would be submission. Um, so I, I really have um, a vision for revival period. And I know that's a word that gets like thrown around a lot. Um, and so I don't, so when I'm talking about revival, I don't just want it to be like your typical, like, I don't just, I don't want people to be desensitized to it when I talk about it. Cause I really, do we ever even die? Like, I don't know. Right. Right. What is revival at this point? Not, I'm just saying like, just when people just throw it around like that. Yeah. And, and I don't want it to be a word that doesn't have any power behind it. Um, because, because it should be a word that has a lot of power behind it. So I hope we'll kind of get into that more in a little while, but I don't want to go on like a tangent, but, um, so I have a vision for revival, right? And I've also been, I've also kind of reached a point where I'm tired of sitting on a pew and I'm tired of just settling for the typical, you know? And, um, that's part of why I started the podcast as well was because I like, I feel like so often we kind of wait for someone to just hand us a microphone and just be like, okay, it's your turn now to preach or whatever. And it's your turn to teach a Bible study. But at the end of the day, it's like, no. Take some initiative, you know. Yeah, take the initiative. You could spread the gospel in so many different ways. I mean, like our friend Annalise, she does... um, she does videos on IGTV and all of that. And, and we shouldn't limit ourselves. Upper My friend Zoom. Angela. Yeah, How upper Zoom. <laughs> like, that's a whole thing in of itself, too. Um, so, I, for me, I, I was just tired of sitting on a pew. And I wanted to actually do something and get my hands dirty building the kingdom in some way, shape, or form. And so, um, anyways, what I'm trying to say is more recently, I, I've really just been wanting to be completely submitted to the will of God. Um, I don't want to settle for any human method. I don't want to settle for my way of doing things. I don't want to put any limits on God or certain expectations of this is how prayer should be. This is how church should be or anything like that. But I want God to have his complete will in every area of my life. Um, There was a Bible study um, that we just did actually last week um, in my hyphen class uh, at church. And one of the older women in the church, she was teaching it. And the past couple of weeks, my hyphen leaders, they've been really trying to push prayer, which if you want revival, you got to have prayer, point blank. But, um, Period. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but um, 
Yeah, so she she was teaching on prayer, and she went to the Lord's Prayer, um, you know, in Matthew 6, and, you know, like, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so she was basically talking about how we should be praying for his will to be done on earth, because you have angels constantly carrying out God's will in heaven all the time, without any questions, but on earth... We should be praying for that, for his will to be done on earth all the time and have that complete submission to him and not being afraid of that accountability to God and not being afraid of that accountability when it comes to holiness as well. So submission in every area has been what's on my mind. That's so crazy that you said it because that's really been really since the premise of this specific season. I know I focus more on vanity and stuff like that and destiny. Which really destiny goes into that because you have your plan, but then there's your destiny. And that's not necessarily the same thing. But it's so crazy that you said that because it's been like, I've been really feeling that press to like, and that's one thing that this whole season of this podcast of this, this last season has been like, we have to get God's like, I don't know if you realize, but your will has to almost die. Like, yeah, you, you have, there's part. And here's the thing. When the Bible talks about, like, he'll give you the desires of your soul, he put those desires there. So what you really, what you think you want isn't what you actually want. Mm-hmm. But when you start to fulfill God's plan, you start to realize, I didn't realize I like this or this is this was actually going to fulfill something I needed until you mm-hmm. do it. You may not feel that way. You may feel like, I hate doing this. But like you said, just fully submitting and really meaning what you say when you say, let thy yes. kingdom come. Because some people, yes. I don't think people realize, like, when you say let your will be done, that means yours got to go. Like, yes, yes. <laughs> that's also... not that. That might it, like I know personally for me, like there's some convictions that I got that I like finally started obeying that were mm-hmm. actually my personal. But then there's some convictions that I even got recently that have been like, I don't. Okay, I know why, but it's just like it's been more like, do you want your will or do you want my will for your life? And it's been like, yeah. But honestly, it's been so much better that way. Like, it really is. It really I is. Mean, it's not now. Honestly, the more you submit, the easier it gets. Like at first, it's hard when you no, finally start so submitting Submission's to that hard stuff. But like, it, it gets easier. It does get easier. It does. Yeah, submission's a muscle. I think. Um, and and also what you were saying too about like how your will basically has to die. So um, I so I I love Azusa Street by Frank Bartleman. If you have not read that book. Go well, buy a copy off Frank Amazon. Bartleman? Frank Bartleman. Okay, so if you don't know what Azusa Street is, let me teach you a thing real quick. Okay, so uh, Azusa Street was a apostolic revival in Pasadena, California in 1906 to 1907. So this was 100 years ago. And this was one of, if I am getting my information correct, it was also one of the first documented recordings of the infilling of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Yes, one of the first. I think the first one actually was in like Topeka, Kansas, but it's like literally the same same time period. Mm -hmm. But uh, Azusa Street, when I read that book, it changed my life. And low-key, I feel like Frank Bartleman was, like, kind of prophesying when he wrote it. But that's just me. But um, anyways, in the book, he basically, um, whether intentionally or unintentionally, he kind of breaks down how to 
like bring in an usher and a, re- a revival low key. But um, one of the things that he talks about is becoming completely and utterly undone before God to the point where like the like where God has complete and total possession over you because that's that's what God wants. And at the end of the day, Bartleman says that God's skies are full of Pentecost, but he only wait he's only waiting for us to be in position to receive it. That book is so powerful and he, and he talks about too how prayer kills the proud flesh. And that's why prayer is Ooh, so important. Yes. That's why upper zoom like what we're doing right now is so important to me because not only we're we fasting while we're doing it, but like literally Oh my gosh, like the, like the vision that I see that Annalise and Charity and other leaders have for Upper Zoom and the vision that I have for it too, just as someone participating, like is crazy. But yeah, but anyways, Azusa Street by Frank Bartleman, if you literally want to have a burden for revival, if you really want to have a heart for it, and like if you want to learn more about like what it can be and more, go read that book. I'm going to have so. to add that to my uh, list. That's really good. I mean, I know uh, if you uh, like if I grew up in church this long and didn't know what the actual event is, I'd be a little <laughs> where you've yeah. been. But I, I'm just not actually hearing about that book, though. But that is awesome. And I love what you said about how he has to totally. That's kind of part of the reason why it's been like and there's certain convictions to where it's like, are you serious? Like, <laughs> But it's just like. But then when I do it, and or it's just like I already get that revelation of why, like, because there's some stuff, honestly, like this past year and a half, mm-hmm. if it weren't like um, two years ago, I'd be like, I would never, ever, yeah, ever. And then it's just been like dramatic, like dramatic changes, like, but it's been, it's like I said, it's been worth it. And two, what you were saying from that book, it's just like you have to give God the control. Now, yes he does he actually need you to do that to get his will done no but for his will to be done in your life you have to do that because a demon when they get enough control they're just going to take over Mm -hmm. god is not a demon (laughs) so (laughs) he's he's waiting for you now he may kind of push you you know like hey come on come Mm -hmm. on but like you know he's not going to force his way and what i want to say in response to that as well something that um the leaders from my previous church would always say is God is a gentleman. He's not going to force himself on you and he's not going to like be like, obey me like and like just like force you to submit to him. He gave us free will at the end of the day. And that's also part of why there's sin of the world is because we chose wrong. But right. um, at the end of the day, God's not going to force you to submit to him. But I will say this, too. If you are too satisfied with like if you get basically if you get complacent and if you don't allow God to move in your life and you actually don't continue moving and growing towards holiness and you get stuck in your own ways and your own methods, you may just find yourself being passed by, which is a scary place to be. Imagine literally watching revival actually break out and you being so stuck in your own will that you literally get passed by and you don't get to be a part of having God's kingdom on earth. You don't get to be a part of that kingdom building. That's such a humbling thing to think about. Right. There's a song that I just popped up my mind when you said this. My Lord, whatever. I'm not familiar <laughs> with that one. Oh, really? Oh, okay. It's, uh, I don't, it's like, don't do it without me. I don't remember who, mm-hmm. it's some bishop, some not, I don't think he's apostolic. He might be Kojic. I mean, that's technically 
a form. I don't know. But it's just don't do it without me. <laughs> yes. What, and I, that's what I was thinking. Like, please, like, I'm not trying to miss anything else. Right. Because that's one thing, too. When you're stubborn, you miss stuff. And then also, it's really a worse off life because, for one, um, you're not being a good steward with what you have. And no, it's the thing is that God already told us the way the kingdom of God works. Jesus told us if you have much and you're doing good with much, more will be given. If you're not doing good with what you have, it's going to be taken. Yes. So that happens. And then also it's just like, yes, he's a gentleman, but he also is like the judge. So it's not like, yeah, you know, that too. That's so he'll, he'll let the part. hammer, he'll let the hammer fall on you. So it's just like, you know, it may you may be getting what you want, but you're never actually going to get what you want doing that. <laughs> so that's just yeah. perfect what you said there. So now I guess starting to get finally into the meat of the podcast. I know you have an episode about this, and that was a great first episode. But just for a synopsis for the people who don't know you, could you tell us the story of Contessa Tesla Tessa Tesla? <laughs> could you tell us the story of Tessa? Just whatever testimony that you feel comfortable sharing background backstory just the story of us so uh i've i've been through a lot man so when i talk about it i'm like oh wow dang that's a lot uh <laughs> but i so i guess to start off um i've been saved seven years i um was filled with the holy ghost in 2015 and i was later baptized in 2016 um I did not grow up in church. Uh, I did get saved when I was right around 13 years old. So I did, I did get saved pretty young, but I didn't grow up in church. And it actually, when I first stepped into a church, I literally wanted absolutely nothing to do with God. Um, Let me ask you, because I kind of wanted to ask you, like, when I listened to that first episode of your podcast, like, did you have that, like, Pentecostal, like, what Corinthians said, like, are these people mad type feeling? Or was it just like, I don't want to be here? It was both. It was both. I was so I only showed up to church because um I I was like super lonely and I had met a girl through middle school who had been attending that church at a time for that time. Um and she was like kind of one of my only friends and uh so she invited me to the church um when summer break let out um cuz there was like a a youth lock-in night kind of thing. And there was a service before and all that. But I ended up only going to church because I wanted to hang out with her. Because like I said, I was super lonely and I was like, I need friends. <laughs> so right. I so I would not participate in service at all. I would just, I'd maybe clap my hands, but I'd just be staring around. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? You guys are like actually crazy. And I don't, I don't <laughs> want to be here. And I would literally sit there listening to like the preacher and i'll just be like this is terrible you're wrong na, 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 na. like <laughs> this literally, is not politically correct <laughs> right i would be sitting here bashing the word like while i was sitting in my seat and then i would like not talk to anybody but the girl and i'd wait for her to make her rounds when i'd just be on my phone and then we'd like sit and talk for like an hour after service and then i go home and i didn't go to wednesday uh like the little bible studies that they were having on wednesdays either i would just be going to the sunday services but yeah so i was literally only there for her and the only reason why um i like the the reason why i was able to have that moment with god was during um like a youth worship service 
Um, it was like a little, well, it wasn't just a worship service. It was kind of like a concert too, but there was like a worship Mm -hmm. section where it was like slow worship. Um, and one of the women in the church came to me and she was like, you know, I really think God is trying to do something in your life. And for some, like that just, I mean, it was a word from God basically. (laughs) So that's why it touched my heart was because I was like, Oh, uh, and yeah. So um, I know I talked about this in the first episode, but that's when I was like, I'll give God one chance. And I literally broke down crying. And I always try to emphasize this part is because um, I don't like I did not cry when I when I was that age. I did not cry at all. Um, I grew up in an alcoholic home for one, and I had a really hard time socializing with people. And I had a really hard time keeping friends. Um, I was very scared of rejection and being abandoned. And I was like, you know what? It's just better if I stuff down all my feelings and I portray being a tough guy and act like everything's okay. And I'd be mean to everybody so that I don't have to deal with with what's actually going on in my heart. So when that moment, when God actually touched me and I actually had my first moment with him, it was a break. (laughs) It was a breakthrough, man. It was a breakthrough. And then the next Sunday I got filled. So yeah. That is uh, awesome. So, yeah. So, that's how I, I got started in church. And um, from there, I, it was mainly just trying to build that relationship with God, trying to understand more of who he was and breaking through um, those insecurities and that fear of rejection and that fear of trusting him that I had and understanding his word, who he is and, you know, the promises that he has for us um, as his saints. Um, and then I entered in, um, probably one of my first trials where, um, basically I was really close, uh, with some people and they betrayed me and that was really hard. It was really hard. I had dealt with my first betrayal. (laughs) Um, Especially for somebody who like, no, no, you like, yes. And they really tried to drag me away from the church that God had actually called me to. Um, and that was, that was, that was a moment. Cause I was like, yeah, it was, I really was having, I was having a hard time then. Thankfully I made it through that. Thank the Lord. Amen. And then after that, yeah, I'm still here. And then after that, um, my mom's drinking started spiraling, spiraling really bad. I lost one of my aunts, uh, back in 2019. Um, and my mom, obviously that was like one of her older sisters. So that, that was really hard for her. Um, and then also during that time, things were really turbulent in her personal life. So there was just a lot of things that were happening that kind of made the drinking spiral out of control. Now, uh, thankfully I wasn't like, I wasn't like physically abused or anything like that. Let me make that very clear. My mom never did that, but I was in an environment. I was in an environment with an addict and for anyone that has grown up in those kinds of environments, you know, how, how crazy that can be and how it's very unstable very scary um and like i did not want to go home and so during that time i really had to lean on god and i was like god i'm mad about my situation i'm mad about where i am why does my mom keep doing this to me why is my life like this why can't i just have peace in my home and during that time 
for one, God, God heard every single one of my prayers in those moments where I was just pouring out my heart to him, bawling my eyes out and just trying to express how much hurt I was feeling. He met me there every single time and he led me to certain promises in his word that I have held on to to this day. Um, and he comforted me every single time. So I, I'm, there's this one specific instance that I will say real fast where, um, I was in prayer and I, I went in right after dinner. My mom by that point was already drunk and, uh, no, it wasn't after dinner. I'm misremembering. No, it was before dinner, but I went in to pray. I'd just gotten home from school. That's what it was. Sorry. I had to get my events right, but I went into prayer. That's. We know that part. So, uh, and I went in and I just unburdened myself before God. And he literally gave me peace and put a song on my heart. And it was Jonathan McReynolds, um, uh, Lover of My Soul. That's what it was. Jonathan McReynolds, Lover of My Soul. Uh, I don't know okay. if you're familiar with it. I, I'm it's... actually not. I'm, I'm familiar with him. I'm just, I, I don't know if I've heard that song. The song go. The song's lyrics are like, um, "What I lack, you are full of, um, and where I'm broken, you are whole. Um, where I'm doubting, you are sure of. I'll trust the lover, the lover of my soul." And so, like, that's the chorus part. And so that was the song that I had playing in my earbuds as I went out to eat dinner. My mom was drunk. We were eating to get dinner together. I was in, like, literally in front of her. And that song I was playing and I had like peace in the middle of that. Like I was calm and I felt secure in the middle of an unstable and crazy environment. And so there were many nights like that until finally, well, during that time I had to realize that for one, I don't know how and I don't know when, but I know that God will surely make a way for me. Um, And he did. So in 2020, my mom checked into rehab and um she was there for a month because there was also a covid scare Mm because covid was in full swing during that during that time so she had to stay a couple weeks longer and i was really at home by myself my aunt would check in on me people my friends people from church would check in on me so i wasn't totally on my own it was also my first month of college too so i was juggling a lot yeah but at the same time my home was quiet and like i like i had physical peace in my home and my mom came home And it was like literally a thing that had been looming over our lives for so many years had finally gone. And two years, flash forward two years, um, we've both been in therapy and we're able to rebuild our relationship. And it is like my mom remembers my birthdays that I've been able to celebrate. She remembers um, like our holidays that we have together. We have like that. We were literally talking about taking a family vacation and traveling together where those were things that were unheard of right. in the past. So being able to have my mom back in that way is literally like such a blessing and a miracle. And I talked about this too also um, on the first episode. I feel bad because like I don't know who all has listened to the podcast so I know part of this is like a repeat or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, you guys get to hear it again. Um, but my mom... When she checked into rehab, they had to do like a physical test for her, right? Make sure everything was in order physically, like healthy or whatever. And she was fine, completely healthy. Now, mind you, when you are, um, when you are an addict to alcohol, alcohol in of itself is basically poison. Right. 
Um, and if you're not careful, oversimplification will basically pickle your organs, especially your kidneys. Right. Um, and uh, either your kidneys or your liver or both, one of the two. But it'll um, botch you up. Yeah, basically, yeah, it'll mess you up real bad. Um, and my mom came out of that fine, completely fine, and she had been an addict for years. So, like, having that, knowing that her health was fine, because that was one of the worries, like, that me and my aunt had for her um, while she was drinking was, is like, when is her health going to take a turn for the worse? But no, she was completely fine. So, that I thank God for, for keeping my mom in the midst of that. Um, but, yeah, so, anyways, that is another part. And then That's more amazing. recently. Thank God. Yes. Um, I just... Yeah, I'm I'm truly so thankful um to have learned all that I did during that time and also just to be able to have my mom back. Um and then I know the last section I kinda wanna talk about um more recently. I won't get into soup a lot of detail. Um but more recently I actually me and a lot of the people that I've known for years, we ended up having to leave our home church um here in STL. That's, basically that's crazy. yeah it was it was really bad because um there was a small couple leaders who basically had um we had known these people for years but basically they had um gotten too satisfied with their own goodness if you will yeah. and had kind of raised themselves up in pride and literally tried to overthrow the bishop of the house Ooh. Yeah, they Ooh. literally tried. Yeah, it was it was Absalom. bad. Absalom's yeah, they literally right tried there. to overthrow the bishop of the house. Um, so and sad. when certain members of the body, my friends and myself included, stood up to them and was like, you know, what you're doing is wrong. You are starting to teach things that are incorrect. You are literally not producing the fruit of the spirit and are literally being hateful towards other people. When we took a stand against that, they did not like it because they expected us just to follow them, right. you know, but we were like, no, we have a relationship with God. We know what's right. We are under the bishop and first lady of this house. We trust them. They are producing the fruits of the spirit. We can see where their character is, but your guys is, is like messed up. Right. Submission, and so we took a stand. Yeah. Right. And so when we stood up to them, they, they did not like that. And so um, one thing led to another, and it ultimately led to um, our leaders, um, our bishop and first lady, having to step down in order to protect the body. Um, and so we had to shut down our home church. And this was our church that I had been going to for seven years. It was a church that I got saved at. Um, it was a church where, I mean, it held so many memories. Um, and it just meant a lot. But... Um, you know, even even in the midst of that, you know, we had the remnant that was left and we, you know, went through the fire in that way. And we had to, I mean, I'm trying to like, I'm losing my train of thought. I'm trying to like make this make sense because I have a lot of thoughts floating in my head right now. You are good. Um, That's a crazy, crazy situation. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is, it also blindsided a lot of us too um where like that goes back to that betrayal um and then, where when it, it, another i know the devil's working on you too just you know that's the church so they'll be like see i told you the church ain't no good blah 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 yeah like, 
I, I know what that what that can feel like. I know I've been in some situations at some of the churches I've been to, to where it's been like, oh, like, wow, like I, that's unbelievable. But then it's just yeah. like, but we're not here for them. We're here for God. Right. Exactly. Um, and also I have a whole new understanding of the word church hurt. Um, <laughs> so Amen. that is, yeah, I have a whole new understanding of that. Especially um, if it's leadership or like yes. somebody who's trying to, if they were already involved with that, like that can really yeah, have an impact. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Um, and yeah, but, um, you know, even we, I'm so thankful because the remnant that was left, the people that stood up um, for what was right, we've been able to finally get back to a sense of normalcy. And honestly, I am so thankful to be able to see good come out of the situation. Um, you know, there are people who are finally able to like, like I'm seeing blessings happening with these, with my, with Hey, that's um, the up. remnant. Yeah. And, and I firmly believe that there is more to come. And I, and I know for me personally in my own life, honestly, it hurt. <laughs> it hurt so bad. I and I had no idea what it was going to end. Um, and there are still loose ends, you know, but at the same time, I'm so thankful for it because for one, I needed to be shaken up in that way. I needed that. Um, for one, the the crazy thing is that, you know, it, during that time, like, that's when I got that vision for revival. That's when I was like, oh, now I'm seeing what the king, like, now I actually have a vision for the kingdom. Whereas for years I was kind of floating. I'm like, I don't really know, like, what I'm supposed to do for the kingdom. I don't really know why people have such a fire for revival or the kingdom. But during that, that was when I was like, oh, but no, we're actually, like, we're actually going to build the kingdom. Right. And so I just think it's funny that like the devil was basically trying to like come for us, but the devil jokes thought he on had him. you. You're right. The joke's on him. <laughs> he thought y'all would never get up and race again, but God, amen. But God. <laughs> but um, and then on top of that too, I I I'm able to love people differently, and I'm able to love them better. Um, I'm able to. Honestly, I feel like also I was complacent. I was like, I, I wasn't, I, I was very stubborn in my own ways where I wasn't open to allowing God letting me move somewhere else. I wasn't open to letting God truly have his will in my life. Um, and these were the people that, um, you know, did try to overthrow our bishop they were people that I was leaning on a little too heavily as well. And I was just going to, I was just assumed that they had it all together. And now I know, you know, you actually will know people by the fruits and you actually need to test. Like you need to test and make sure. And test it again too. (laughs) Yes. Things can change over time. Yes. And, and making sure that like COVID test that spirit. <laughs> COVID you, test the you spirit. You need to test it every two weeks. <laughs> basically. <laughs> test it every basically. other day because people can switch up on you so quick. They really can. And also people can put up a front and make it look like they really have it all together, but they don't. And the more that they try to put up a front, the longer that they do it, the more cracks will show and things will start to fall through. And that's exactly what happened. Um, and during this time I was able to truly, like, I'm, I'm open 
to God at this point. I feel like last year, if you'd like before all that happened, I would have not. I've been like, no, I'm just going to stay in St. Louis forever. But at this point, I'm like, listen, Lord, if you want to take me wherever you want to take me, I will go. You know, whatever church you lead me to, I will go. Whatever it is that you want to do, I will go. And I feel like I'm not so dependent on other people, but this is actually my walk with God. I love the people and I cherish the people that I have in my life that I'm able to call my friends, that I'm able to look up to. But at the same time, at the end of the day, this is my walk with God. And so if... I am like, if I end up like traveling, continually spreading the gospel is between me and the Lord. And I don't like, I, I'm not limiting my walk with God anymore. And that's kind of what I was getting at earlier, where I'm tired of just sitting on a pew and I'm tired of just sticking with what I think things should be. But no, I'm truly in a place where I just want to surrender my whole life to God. Cause at this point, this world has absolutely nothing for me. <sighs> That, that it, part, it really does. It has nothing for right me. Because it's just like, I think, and that's one thing, because I can tell when people haven't gotten that yet. Because when you get that, you almost just become desperate to where it's like, this, it's like, okay, like, honestly, if I could be honest, like, I, I know I've even talked to my parents. It's not like, because <laughs> when I say it, I don't want people to be like, you know, oh, you're suicidal. Like, no, this is absolutely not what I mean by this. And, First, first of all, that's not a biblical way to go out. And two, right. if I'm gonna go out, I'm gonna go out eating cupcakes, turning up. Like <laughs> I'm not like I'm, but it's just like when you actually realize like everything in this world like really just doesn't mean anything. It's just like you okay. almost look forward to when you're going to heaven, to where it's For like really? you know, you know, I still want to get married, I still want to have kids, you know, all that. But it's just like, should that not happen? I'm not gonna be sad at all, not at all, mm-hmm. because it's just like other than helping other people there's no to live is christ but to die is gain exactly it's exactly. a gain it really is because there's no point to this other than to get other people to realize that this is the case <laughs> right so. and this world is temporary you know and and i've been there where i've i've held on to things for so long that were honestly weights in my relationship with god and i was like but i i love this thing so much but at the same time at the end of the day, you you really need to decide for yourself what master you're going to serve. It's it's so this actually thinks reminds me of a post I saw on Instagram, which you're like, hold up, a post on Instagram, but <laughs> it was it was a few months back, and it was actually like kind of deep, and it, and it said that people have already chosen heaven over hell, but not everyone has chosen heaven over earth. Ooh, that- and I was like. Oh no! Conviction. It's so true, though, because some people, I don't, I really, it's just like they may say it, but it's like you're not living like it. You just, Mm-mm. and I know I wasn't always, so I, I'm not saying Me that neither. from a place of condemnation, but it's just like at the same time, it's like you need to wake up. I know, just kind of talking about from some stuff that you talked about, just like I know one episode of the podcast, and this is from a different season because Elijah was still um, one of the co-hosts, but I had talked about how like. You know, we always sing that song. He picked me up. Yeah. He turned me turned around. Me but sometimes up. it feels like he sl- uh, he picks you up and slams you on the ground, and it's needed because it's just like in those broken <laughs> in those broken times, it's just like it really shows you like oh like mm-hmm. I really wasn't as secure as I thought I was. Like I needed I needed some change. Some stuff needed to come because the thing is when you're broken, I think I don't remember exactly how I said it, but when you're broken you know, and you're cut, you know, those bones break, but stuff comes out, but those bones are going to heal back. But what came out of you is not coming back in. 
like the stuff mm-hmm. that need to get out. And then exactly. two, God can reform you from there. So right. what's what's needed, it's not going to break forever. Exactly. It's going to be healed. And then also, as you're just talking about, as you guys decide to make that hard stand of obedience in that situation, it says, and this is another theme of this season of the podcast, spend all things work together for the good of those that love the Lord. Love, exactly. God said, John 14, 15. I know my po- I, people who listen to this a lot are probably just saying it with me at this point. John 15, 14, 14 15, 15, 14, all of 1 John. If you love me, keep my commandments. So when you mm-hmm. are loving God, it doesn't say all things work together for the good of those that God loves, because then we all would be sad. Yeah. We would be, be sad. Cool. But no, it's for those no who need. love God. And as you were talking about, like, you guys was turning to see the turnaround of stuff. That That's promised. It's going to work exactly. out. So, that's And I just... think sometimes we get too caught up in our sufferings. And like, trust me, I get it. Come on, I get it. Yes. <laughs> Stuff hurts, okay? Stuff hurts. And sometimes all you want to do is just sit down and be depressed and cry because oh, things are just there. real hard. Like, it's, it's too much. It's too Take much. <laughs> exactly. You're like, I'm done with this. I'm like, I don't, I don't like this. But this we, is not we fun. We forget. We forget. Not this is cutting into a, a episode that I, I actually have planned. Um, but I know a lot of people want to be happy, <laughs> which is not necessarily a promise. Joy is biblical. Happiness, mm-hmm. it's not unbiblical. But happy, when you read, for example, the King James version, that doesn't mean happy. Doesn't mean what we think it means. Happy is yeah. like fortunate. Happy means like. In a worldly sense, it means lucky. Um, but fortunate. What First Peter says about being happy is happy are those that are reproached for the sake of the gospel. <laughs> so we, we forget that there's a whole part of suffering to the gospel. Exactly. And people just think it's sunshine and rainbows because of Hollywood or something like that. Uh-uh. Um, no, this ain't a pure flicks movie. This got, ain't a pure flicks movie. This ain't no Hallmark idea. movie. This is life. <laughs> Lifetime movie here. <laughs> right. This is, <laughs> like, this is not always going to be what you think, but mm-hmm. you have to trust anyway because it's exactly. going to work out. And the thing is, too, you know, you, you have to understand that I feel like so often we get so caught up in earthly blessings. We're like, yeah, God's going to give me a car. God's going to give me a million bucks. A I'm going to live in a mansion. Right. Like, no, like we, it's not, we're storing treasures up in heaven. And these are things that aren't just going to pass away. These are things that are not going to be touched by rust. Earthly blessings no are one. bonus. Yes. And so it's like, you have to understand that even if your blessing doesn't come in this lifetime in the midst of your suffering, it will come in the next. And that's why you can have joy. And on top of that, we can have joy because when we suffer, for one, it talks about it's a privilege to suffer like Christ did. It's a privilege. Yes. And then on top of that, it, it it's a joy because we are able to grow. We are able to become better through our sufferings. There are so many reasons why, you know, trials are actually a really great thing. And I think also, too, one of the things that I've been kind of learning about when it comes to submission to God's will is that we're not always going to know why. I feel like so often we're like, why God, why am I suffering like this? Let me point you to Job and David. For one, Job was not aware of the stuff happening up in heaven at all. And it comes to the point at the end of uh, Job where he's like, I don't like, I'm like, I don't know what's happening. And the only answer that God gives is he's like, I'm God. I'm God. Deal with it. (laughs) Right. And then after that, God blesses him. And Job is like, all right, God, I guess, you know, that's true. You are God. And thanks for blessing 
blessing me again. That's an oversimplification, yes. but that's the gist. And then David too. One thing that I I realized recently about David, and I'm, like this is one of the like things that I'm like really excited to share. So I always get the chance to share it with people because I think it's really cool. David didn't know exactly why he was going through all the suffering that he did when he did. Um, he, I mean, he was really being persecuted by his father-in-law, like Saul was his father-in-law and yes. he, like, he was on the run for his life and he endured so much, so much, but David didn't know that his story would literally be studied by us today in 2022 and actually be a testimony and something that we can draw encouragement from and learn from thousands of years later. Yes. Like, that that blows my mind to think that God could use something all those years ago as something to encourage us today. Even Joseph, too. I mean, there's so many people. Like, I wonder if they were able to have a chance to be told that the things that they went through are going to bless other people, generations, thousands of years in the future. I wonder, like, what that would have made them feel like knowing that all their suffering wasn't for naught. Yes, it's helping us, some of us cope. <laughs> right. They'd so, be like, I needed that. <laughs> yeah. So, and I, I know I just read some of the story, well, reading, it's, I, I wanted to say it was a week ago, but it really wasn't. It was like maybe two weeks ago. But it's just like, and every time you read it, you just notice little things. Like he dealt with a whole person like cursing him and he was just like, okay. But what's funny is though, <laughs> just the little, the, towards the end of his life, he's like, Solomon, go ahead and kill him off. <laughs> There's somebody, I don't know, I don't remember what his name was. Well, he didn't actually immediately kill him up, but he just set him, he set him up. But it was funny, because he, he low-key did deal with it for his son, but for him, he just dealt with it. He's like, you can go ahead and cuss, like curse me out, c- mm-hmm. put curses on me, say, you know, this bad stuff is going to happen. But, like I said, he just went through so much, and it's just like, yeah. it's just really nice to have that. And it's just like, I know, that was actually the opening season of this episode. The premiere's title was Why. Because Oh, that's oh yeah, yeah. So that 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 was perfect what you just said there. So we have a couple more. This is not the um I guess you wouldn't necessarily say this is the midpoint of the podcast, but every interview episode, not every guest episode, but every interview episode, I always like to ask this really fun, quick question. So you get five seconds. Oh man. So are you ready for it? Oh, I'm trying to be. <laughs> All right, I'm going to try to do it really quickly because I know you've listened to the podcast before. But if you had a Solomon encounter and God asked you, what do you want? What would you ask for? Oh. Five. Oh, my gosh. Four. This is so stressful. Three. Um, two. I one. feel like. So, um, like. So one of my favorite scriptures, I'm really mad because I can't remember the like, first verse off the top of my head. So, but it's basically the one thing um, I desire most, the one thing I I seek from the Lord is to live in the house of the Lord all the days one of my life. One thing have I desired of the Lord and that will I seek after that I will dwell in the house of the Lord. House of the Lord all the days, all of, the my days life. of my life. I want to say forever because I only know that verse, not because of Bible question, but because of a song. There's a song. Oh, gotcha. But they say forever. They don't say all the days of my life. So I have to remember remind myself that that's the actual words but But that's that's what i would ask for because i i just want to know that i will always be able to be in that position to just be in his presence because 
Like, I really don't want to be, like, cheesy. And, like, I don't want it to come off any type of way and be like, oh, like, she's just so extra. Like, I don't want it to come off like that because I really am speaking from a genuine place. It's just that, like, I really truly do love the character of God. And I love being able to get to know him more and more. And just to have, like, closeness with him means so much to me. And just to have that every single day of my life, no matter what, like... At least, if, at least if I'm not in heaven yet, just feel that like this. Yes. You know, you know, he's there, but there's sometimes where it feels like, oh man, like, are you? <laughs> yeah. It's like, like, why are you so far away from me? Right. Even though he's right there still, but mm-hmm. it's just, I just want to, you know, you just want to be there. You know, you just want to yes. be what then, like I said, this earth was ghetto. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, don't under, I don't understand why people like it's. I mean, I do because I was there not even right. two years ago. It's like, I get it, but I don't. Not even two years ago, I was right there. But it's just like, but it, it's also comforting to hear like just some of those exact wordings that you use throughout this podcast and just seeing people slowly start to wake like this, this world, it's just, it's not, and it's honestly more fulfilling to just seek first the king, not the church. <laughs> Seek no, first the church, the church. It's seek first the kingdom because kingdom. the kingdom you know it could be a podcast you know hopefully <laughs> but <laughs> you know um, not not even that it's just like seeking first what god's will is first because yes. it's not there's so many people honestly there's so many preachers that are fire preachers probably not even doing the will of god Mm-mm. and it's just probably like, just living in tradition at this point right so it's just like the church is nice. That's a part, technically a part of God, but that's not first. Seek first mm-hmm. the kingdom. So, and really when you're in that pursuit of that, it's just, it's so fulfilling. And it's it nice really to see is. so many young people who are really getting that fire, like whatever it takes, like actually, yes. you know, we don't have time to be wasting. <laughs> we <laughs> literally don't have time, I mean, guys. Like we actually don't <laughs> and it's crazy too because even within a year like I've, I've went to the same campus for two years i transferred um from a different campus before but even looking at the difference between people coming in it's just like progressively almost like you can feel it get darker like mm. it's just like not that it was like it's a college campus so like <laughs> it, it is what it, but it's just like yeah you, when you as you start to get that little bit of discernment it's like no this is like this is another level darker than what it was last yeah. year like it, it is darker but then at the same time it's like if it's getting this dark here then how much more powerful are we supposed to be right now exactly if you can feel that difference mm-hmm. and i think it's also interesting too because i was reading it yesterday just reminding myself about it because it's just like you know you get bombarded with all these temptations and all mm-hmm. sorts of stuff you know even no matter how strong you are but it's just like if the righteous so scarcely make it, that 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 one verse is it's definitely just like a you gotta hold on for your life. Because yeah. it's like the righteous scarcely make it. What about the rest of us around? It's like, you know, I'm just I need to get this into not just my brain, but other people like cause the Bible says in Psalm one twenty five, they that trust in the Lord shall be as Mount Zion, which cannot be removed. But mm-hmm. the thing is that's the hard part. It's not that easy to trust God all the time. Right. So you just have to keep trusting through all of that it's it's a crazy world out there it really is (laughs) but the next question which we kind of already hit on this um but what exactly would you say your ministry is with the uh um the messenger of truth podcast and i know we talked a little bit about it but like how did it come about and what's like the big passion and burden behind it um so I think 
I think at its heart, um, I I think I mentioned it before, but I just I want to stir people up uh, because I've been in a place where I was kind of just living for God out of routine and tradition. And I think from my own experiences to what I've witnessed to things that I've heard, it's sad to say, but I feel like I see and hear about a lot of people who just seem to be in this for tradition or it's just because they grew up with it or it's just because of like or they right they just grew up in it or they don't want to be seen some type of way like they don't want to leave the church entirely because otherwise they'll be labeled a backslider but then in their hearts they're like so far from god right and i i i've experienced it i've seen it i hear about it and it really just breaks my heart because it's like like i I'm trying to like put it into words, but I just, I don't want people to just boil this life down to God, this life with God to tradition. And it's just supposed to be praying for X amount of time every single day at this time. And we just show up on church being like a fashion show. And then we just like jump around (laughs) and then we go home. That's another thing too, because God's really been dealing with me too. Because, you know, that's one thing too, when it comes to personal conviction, like, well, conviction for you, but also there's some stuff to where it's like, okay, this really wasn't biblical, even though I did it. <laughs> this really wasn't biblical, period. But mm-hmm. it's just like, you know, I had to deal with that because God's been dealing with me with fashion, like, you know, just style, all that. Like, mm-hmm. not that I can't, I have to look like a rag doll, but it's just like, <laughs> you know, and it really started with my heart. That's the thing, too, because yeah. that's, the, that's the hard thing being apostolic, because some people pick up the dress code first, and even the, they'll pick up the dress code, and they won't even really be modest, because like, there's some people who grew up in this, and it's like, that's not. <laughs> anyway, but, like, it's just, like, we need to get that heart part first, because yeah. I went through a phase, like, I know I talked about it with you before we start rolling, like, 2020, like, I was in church, but I was also, like, mentally, like, so became yeah. started to become so distant and my first year of college was just a, a wilderness season but god actually yeah. really broke me down and dealt with me like you you were a hot mess and you what you thought you wanted you see obviously you didn't want that <laughs> mm-hmm. but at the same time he dealt with my heart first because mm-hmm. honestly if i'm honest if i'm honest honest there's stuff that i wore that i wore you know technically you know, I've seen other apostolics wear it and stuff like that. But this stuff I knew is this is not modest. This is not what my parents would want. I mean, my parents were even stricter than whatever else. This is like my parents were always like, and I remember the first time I even just bought certain clothing items. And it's like I kind of just let slipped it by because I'm like, I'm about to go to college anyway. So right. I don't know how I even got away with it, honestly. But I just did it slick enough. But it was just like, but God didn't deal with me with deal with that part of me first he dealt with my attitude about this there's some clothes that really that i got rid of that wasn't even necessarily a modesty issue but there's some clothes that i had to get rid of because i bought them out of rebellion wow wow so it's just like you have to deal with when i've said that because it was the heart issue that had to be dealt with first yes and then afterwards recently it's been more like okay convictions have been popping up either from personal like okay you know this night you look in the mirror like i'm looking good but it's like you know that low-key not modest and then two it's also like not just my perspective but also what am i going to cause somebody else to stumble do i know certain things that cause certain people to stumble i know there's some stuff recently to where it's like i never really like i never really saw the issue but then i was reminded like 
oh, I remember somebody actually mentioning like lusting after certain things that look like that. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know, I don't personally, but it's just like because I know other people do, I'm going to mm-hmm. just go ahead and do it. Yeah. And that's and there are two things that I want to hit on that with that that last part about not wanting to be a stumbling block for other people. So Paul talks about this and I want to say Romans, if I remember correctly. But basically, um, you may have your own convictions and your own personal preferences when it comes to serving God, which is all fine and good. As long as you're being led by the Lord and producing the fruit of the spirit, we're good. But that's where love comes in. And I love the way the Amplified Bible breaks down love. It, it, it basically defines love as a unselfish concern for the well-being of other people. You need to be in a place where you are not necessarily putting people instead of yourself, but putting them before you. Where you're like, listen, I'm, I love you enough to be like, I don't want to see you fall. So let me make sure that I'm moving just a little bit more intentionally so that you don't run the risk of stumbling. Right. And, and, and that's what, that's part of what love is, is unselfishly seeking the best for another person, wanting to see them thrive and flourish. And so if that means, you know, you just got to move more intentionally around certain people, then so be it. Once again, as long as you're within the will of God and do it, you know, as long as you're good with God. That's all that matters. But um, I think also another thing, too. So that thing about the heart issue. So this is actually a preview to one of the episodes coming up in the second season of my podcast. I want to talk about Pharisees. So Pharisees, um, that's that was actually one of the episodes that I slotted for the first season. But, Mm -hmm. you know, it went a different direction, but that's okay. Um, So I want to one of the episodes I'm going to I'm going to bring up in the second season is basically talking about Pharisees. Not the, necessarily the Pharisees that we learn about in the Gospels, but the Pharisees of today. Okay. When it, once again, going back to what I mentioned earlier about how I see and hear about a lot of people living this life out of tradition. If you're not careful, you can very quickly become a Pharisee. And I feel like for apostolics especially, it is so easy for us to become a Pharisee. Yes. Because you can have the dress code, you can look the part, and sometimes you can even act the part. You can do be involved in all sorts of things. But you can draw near to God with your lips, but your heart be far from him. You can do all these things because you want an audience. You want people to see that you're holy. But how does God see you? Does God call you holy? I love what you said right there because the issue, one thing about Pharisees that I think a lot of people forget is there are certain things that they did that was not wrong. Actually, God applauded that. Like, for example, tithing. Yeah. He's like, you guys are excellent tithers, but y'all are terrible. Like, you know, you let them have it. <laughs> so it's just like, there's nothing wrong with trying. But the thing is, it's what you said, that intention your of your heart. And then, too, he, he talked about, too, you know, their dress for us. Like, yes, we want to dress modestly. And that's part of our movement. But at the same time, you don't want to do certain things to draw attention to yourself. Like, I'm modest, but like, <laughs> you know, because they, yeah, they, they, they emphasize yeah. not necessarily what they were dressing, but like their tassels and their their little yeah. blah, blah, blah. Like, it's just like all those little like, and it's just like, they're modest, but they weren't <laughs> because yeah. they were still being prideful with it. So exactly. Like, and that's the thing. Are you prideful with your walk with God? Because then it's prideful? not modest for real. It's not really And also... Holy. It's not even true godly righteousness because our righteousness right. is as rags before God. Exactly. If you truly count yourself righteous, 
oh, if you get prideful with your righteousness, if you get too satisfied with your own goodness, you will literally get passed by. Yes. You will literally get passed by. And and the thing is, too, like, it, it doesn't, like, the outside part doesn't matter if the inward part is a mess. Because that's what Jesus was talking yes. about. You don't want to drink from a cup that's all nasty. It may look real cute and real nice and real shiny and pearly on the outside. But if there's, like, mold and roaches on the inside <laughs> of that mug, <laughs> do you really want to drink your tea from that? Do you really want to drink your coffee okay, from that on, mug? I'm trying to imagine, like, drinking and not knowing there's a roach in there. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh, oh, that's so gross. Oh, oh. No. It would be so gross. Oh my gosh. I'm just literally imagining a bug crawling up my face. Like, oh my gosh. Oh, no, That'd no. actually be so terrible. I would cry. But that's what but, it is, though. Spiritually. But really? Seriously. And it's like, if, like, you can look the part, you can act the part, you can talk the part. But if your heart is not where it needs to be, it doesn't even matter. Because this, this actually reminds me something um someone told me before when they got saved like she wanted to dress modestly for like when she got her like her certificate she just knew that she needed to dress modestly so she she like literally felt the lord leading her like not to wear pants anymore but she went to goodwill and bought skirts and it would be considered a mini skirt and she got she literally was holding her certificate in a mini skirt but to her she was doing what she could to honor the lord and that's and so she's following god will lead her the rest of the way yeah, but so like, it doesn't matter. She was following what she knew to do. Like this is yes. what you know. I'm I'm going to start looking like do my best. Yes, and that's all that matters. And it's like I I don't want like I don't want people to get so caught up in the way prayer should look or worship should look this way or dressing should look this way and x y and z obviously there are always going to be certain like like obviously obey the word of god okay point blank obviously that's a given but like don't get so caught up in tradition and how you think righteousness should look because as soon as you start doing that you you literally you literally just start slipping and And it's such a dangerous what you said right there the crazy thing is like we we have songs this is like Oh, we don't agree with this group or that group. Well, here's the thing. There's certain hymns, some of half these hymns, you would have the same issue. It's not necessarily always about the traditional part of it, but it's just like, for me, my biggest issue is I don't have an issue with CCM. I don't have an issue with a lot of genres. Now there are some to where it's like, I'm pretty sure this actually came out of the pits of hell. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, but for the most part, it has nothing to do with that. One issue that I have had recently though, is just like, what is the spirit? of exactly the people who are making the music that's the only that's the only but like what you said there at the same time too we don't want to get to the point to where we're like we need to be careful i do think we need to be more careful in certain areas but at the same time it's just like we only need to sing this genre of music we only need to clap this way sway this way, pray this way like then it becomes super religious and then it's like it's you're measuring people right you're measuring people's righteousness by following rules rather than crazy. actually producing the spirit because there was somebody who actually came to me and told me like this girl like i don't think she's really in church like she she don't be crying in the altar and i'm like dude you're showing your own how far away you are by telling me this because <laughs> i'm like first of all half the time i'm up there like i'm praying like because i'm giving god my all but there's sometimes the words like, you know, it don't hit me till later. But the thing is, and one thing I've learned even with people praying for me, 
there's sometimes to where it hits me afterwards. So it's just like, you can never judge somebody. Oh, they're not anointed because they prayed for them and they didn't fall out. (laughs) Like, no. Because at that point, are you God? Do you know the hearts of man? No? Okay. We're good. (laughs) Exactly. So you cannot go by tradition. You can't go by somebody may react to the Holy Ghost this way. Somebody else may react this way. Somebody may not react at all. You know, Mm -hmm. they may have did what God told them to do and somebody may not react. So Mm -hmm. we cannot judge anything off of traditions, make a tradition out of something. Don't make, uh, some people have called it ministries out of methods. Yes. Yeah. And, and and once again, at the end of the day, you will know them by their fruit. You will know them by their fruit. And once again, obviously there are certain biblical standards you just don't compromise on. If you're gossiping, please, (laughs) please go to God because you should not be gossiping. Right. If you're like lying, Go to God, because you should not be lying. Obviously, there are biblical standards that you should just be, like, upholding. But at the end of the day, where's your heart at, and what fruits are you producing? Yeah, so for the sake of time, I'm going to cut closer to the last few questions. So um, I'm going to ask a question after the uh, have you pray. But before, for one of the final questions before the prayer, I want to ask, how would you say your life is like a disciple? And then what nuggets would you give people based off of the... um, your life and for them to apply it to their own life um i say i would say for the um how my life is like a disciple honestly i feel like it's it's i'm trying to think (laughs) i would say I feel like it's one of those questions where you're like, I hope I have a right answer, <laughs> but yeah, I don't but think. But also like, not I'm, trying to sound righteous either. <laughs> right. I'm like, and, uh, but it's also like, I don't like, it's just sometimes answering questions is hard because I feel like I have to like get it right. But I know this is just like an open-ended discussion question. So there's really like no right or wrong answer for real. Exactly. But I would say for me, I I really am just trying to follow Jesus's example. Um, I I really do want like i know we've been going back and forth like like coming back to this idea but that's submission right now i'm really just trying to not be so attached to myself my way or this world and i'm just trying to submit more and more each day um i'm just trying to continue kindling a love for god's word and just being teachable before him and i'm just trying to do my best to serve god and live with him live for him with excellence i think that's the best way to answer the question as for tips and nuggets to give to other people i would say um for one i would say you really for you really need to have a love for the word of god um i i i I would say for one you you just should because it's the word of god (laughs) but it's 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 the word that gives us life like this is really coming from the mouth of the creator who literally shaped you with his own two hands like come on but the word of god will literally be your light in the middle of hard times and struggles i can speak from personal experience where i have been at my lowest of lows and i i like did not know what like what was going to happen next and it was the word of god that was literally that light for me and i have felt it like breathe life back into me and i have felt it literally give me hope give me peace and it's the promises of god that i have clung to all these years and i am a testimony to the fact that clinging to the word of god 
is such an important part of your walk with him. And also when you have not just studying the word for the sake of it, but actually truly having a love for it, you will start to learn God's character and you will start to see him more and more and more of who he is. And you will just continue, you will just fall in love with him. Like you will see how perfect his character is, the kind of God that he is, how sovereign and almighty that he truly is. And you'll be put in such a place where like you are just in awe of him every time you think of his character. And I would say too, for those of you that are going through your hardest battle right now in your life, take heart because the hardest battles really do make for the sweetest of victories. You will you will make it through this. And I know that it may feel like your world is crashing down around you. You don't know what's going to happen next. But the thing is, your God is a God who literally holds the universe in the palm of his hand. And he literally knows the order of it all. This universe is constantly expanding, by the way. And there are literally millions upon millions of stars. There are literally galaxies, like, aside our own. There are, like, other solar systems. And he knows the order of all of those things. Not to mention that he literally knows the depths of this earth, unlike we will ever know. He is the same God that literally made your own two hands. The fingerprints that you have, he chose especially for you. And the fact that you are living and breathing right now, the fact that all of your organs are moving right now in order so that you can function is a testament to the power of God. So know that you may not know what is going to happen next and you may be in a time of uncertainty. But the thing is, trust in God because he sees all of your needs and he knows exactly what you're going through. He knew it before you even went through it, before you even woke up one day and a trial hit. He knew exactly what was going to happen. So understand and know this, you will remain secure in God. He holds you in the palm of his hand. And if you are a child of his, if you are one of his saints, if you are washed in his blood and filled with his spirit, he has marked you as one of his own and he died for you. And I know we say that all the time, but truly he was willing to endure torture. He was willing to endure murder. He was willing to endure mockery and being publicly humiliated because he would rather see you saved than go to hell. So understand that your life is more precious to him than you will ever understand or know. So what you're going through now will not destroy you. You will make it through because your God is for you. So that's what I would say. That's so amazing. And just to even add just a tad bit to that last thing she said, it's one thing I've had to learn is start to laugh at certain things and when certain bad things start to happen because it's, and I know I'm going to cover this, is there's something called, some people call it the spirit of setback, <laughs> but <laughs> it's just like, when you're at the edge of your breakthrough there's a reason why it said if you it's interesting because it says if you sow in the flesh you'll reap from the flesh, corruption and if you sow in the spirit you'll reap righteousness but it it don't you only reap that if you don't go weary yeah and you have to hold on through that so it's just like when i see stuff just increase and then even just stupid stuff like it's just like all the stupid stuff just starts happening or people from the past just pop up out of nowhere and it's just like just the bad stuff and it's just like wait like we've been here before and i've messed right. up before here i'm like i know i'm at the edge of this breakthrough next season like i know i'm at the edge now because there's no reason for this to be happening so that's one thing and then two the uh, last thing was what she was saying about falling in love with the word of god it's so timely that she said that because the episode coming out right before that this one is about the voice of god it's about the oh, word wow. of god because we can get so caught up and <laughs> you guys can listen to the episode but just for her to hear as um, we're coming to a close here we can get so caught up and especially as pentecostals 
and doing the work of God or seeing God work that we forget about the word of God because that's mm-hmm. all he, it's the same it's the from the very beginning the word that spoke everything to existence all he wants is for us to listen to him so you know we can almost get distracted by the fact that there's light <laughs> that yeah. we forget the one that spoke the light Exactly. <laughs> so it's just going back and learning like she said to fall in love with that it'll change your life it'll change your life when you really for real for real (laughs) learn to love it obey it but also just to love it like not just obeying it just obey it but actually like this is what's best Mm -hmm. this is the voice this is the same verse and the same word that can actually change my life today exactly so as we're coming to a close i would like to invite uh contessa to just close us out with prayer so i'll just hand it over to you um lord thank you so much for the opportunity to come together today and just have a conversation about you and all that you are and all that you are able to do and i hope that every person that listens to this truly is touched i hope that for those that might have needed some conviction a little bit of shaking i hope that it shakes them up and i hope that truly they will draw nearer to you and i hope that you can continue to bless Amani and his ministry and i hope that he will be able to continue bringing light and encouragement to other people and i hope that this will continue to bless other people and i hope it'll help them to grow in you more and more thank you so much for who you are and all that you do and in jesus name we pray amen amen so final question uh since i know you already have it if you listen to her podcast you know this is the whole thing but song recommendations <laughs> What are your song? What is your song recommendation for us or songs? I don't know what you had. I know you already mentioned one. So like, I don't know if that was one for the recommendation, but. Oh, wait, no, I did. No, the one that I mentioned earlier wasn't a recommendation, but I do but have to I do recommend prepared. that too. Though. Yes. To <laughs> um, but yeah, I have two songs prepared for you guys. Um, so the first one is a song. I believe it just got released by Ben Potter. Um, it is called Rest on Us. And basically, it's a remix of the song Rest on Us. Um, you know, like, uh, calm down, spirit, when you move, you make my heart pound. It's a remix of that. It is super good. I highly recommend it. It's been on repeat. And then one of my favorite messengers, or not messengers, I'm tripping. One of my favorite <laughs> artists, <laughs> one of my favorite artists, LJ the Messenger. I got tripped up over my words there. Another song that was just released by one of my favorite artists, LJ the Messenger, is called Marty McFly. And it's really good. And for all of you Back to the Future fans out there, you'll appreciate it. Um, so yeah, Rest on Us by Ben Potter and Marty McFly by LJ the Messenger. Both super great. Highly recommend. Adam Deer playlist. So yeah. That is so awesome. This has been a phenomenal podcast episode. We might just have to do another collab because this is really <laughs> this fun. Really awesome. I really Maybe enjoyed we'll get, it. We'll do one for your podcast. We should. But we should. This was definitely a phenomenal time. Definitely even got some nuggets for me. So I know y'all got some nuggets. Y'all got some food. Y'all got some real. You know, I br- we only bring good food here. I was so meat and potatoes. No spiritual milk. Just meat and potatoes. <laughs> it, it ain't Popeyes. <laughs> oh my god! We need to bring this back presume, to the upper GC. Zoom, upper Zoom inside joke there. Crusty uh, napkins. <laughs> they crusty napkins from Popeyes. They don't have with, any uh, and real the little chicken. Printed, the little printed out note taped to the ordering, like to the speaker when you order that says, "Sorry, we're out of all these things that also half our staff just quit." 
Like, <laughs> this is literally what happens every time. Yeah, I go. You, you guys got Chick Fil A, not Popeyes. Well, actually, I think she said she didn't like Chick Fil A. I don't know. No, I do. I like Chick Fil A, but the so the, my issue with Chick Fil A is not that I don't like it. It's just that I always have bad timing with it. Like whenever they're open, I'm not free. Or like if I ever want to get it, the people I'm with don't want to get it, and like it, it's just oh, a whole mess. Okay. I want to love Chick Fil A, but like. The timing, like the timing, won't let us. So <laughs> other than the fries, <laughs> okay, the fries I don't like because they're bland. So they're bland a, as she heck. Has a, she has a Popeyes like location Chick Fil A. <laughs> yes, but basically. Anyways, I'm not gonna drag this episode. Out, I would, <laughs> we could honestly just keep this rolling. Exactly. Uh, but, but for the sake of those that are like, please, like I'm just listening to be nice. <laughs> I'm just Wait, I think we've been at this for like two hours because I'm checking the clock now. Well, we we actually we we were talking well before this. This is like uh, it is over an hour though, like slightly. So gotcha. I'm definitely gonna cut this over, cut this off here. But thank you guys. Have fun all. editing. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys all so much for listening. This has been a phenomenal episode. I will link your podcast below. Messenger of Truth. Believe, mm-hmm. I know she has it on um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify mm-hmm. too. She, I don't know what other platforms. So uh, I, okay, low key, I'm still learning the podcast stuff, so I can't tell you for sure. Uh, I would do my things through Buzzsprout, so I'm trusting them to distribute as much as they can. But you can for sure find me on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. But if you don't use those platforms, go ahead and check me out on the Buzzsprout website. Um, I'll send the link over to you so you can have that as well. Um, but you can check me out on the Buzzsprout website. You can listen directly through the RSS feed if that is easier for you. But yeah. Yes. Yeah, so once again, thank you guys so much for listening. And just stay tuned. We got plenty of great episodes coming out that are very necessary for this time and for our young people to be prepared. But until then... God bless.